can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handled them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Pushkin. Hey, Brendan, this is Christy from Topic. I'm guessing you're on your flight to Mexico City right now. Um, I just wanted to make sure you receive my email because I haven't heard back from you. Uh, so the gist is, we really want a proper dinner party from you this episode, um, not like an art loss or a pizza party, but like an actual dinner party at the home of a local person. It's like you promised when you pitched us the podcast, remember? Okay. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, oh, also, I was looking over your receipts, and you can't expense cocktails on non-travel days. And I'm going to assume that was a mistake. Okay. After the way go. This is not lost. Each episode, a friend and I go somewhere to find ourselves. And, yeah, try to get invited to a dinner party. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. This week, my friend is my frequent co-conspirator, the writer Daniel Henderson. And the somewhere? Mexico City. We're driving through a neighborhood. You see people kind of just going about their Friday morning routine. And then yeah. you kind of turn on an avenue, and it's very open and city-like. Yeah. It's cool. After dropping our things off at our rented apartment, Danielle and I cruise the streets of Mexico City in the back of an Uber. We pass clusters of people gathered near food carts and coolers filled with 25-cent tamales. The streetscape shifts from neo-colonial buildings and big trees to low-slung auto repair shops baking in the sun. So where are we go? We're taking this Uber where? I thought we started the Zocalo, um, the main square, which is the center of Mexico City, the city of 20 million and growing. And so we're meeting Professor Pavel Maldonado, and uh, he's a professor of culture at the University of Mexico. So I thought he could kind of get us our bearings. Cool. Because I could just do this all day. I could just be in the Uber. I know. (laughs) I know. 
Well, there's a lot of color here. There's like red grid, white. There's also a woman wearing an orange, like he has a uniform with CDMX. She looks like she works for the city, cleaning the, sweeping the street. Ooh. I like uniform culture. I feel like... Like, don't don't expand on that. That is such a privileged New York thing. No, it doesn't. I love it doesn't have to. It's just a privileged New York oh thing. Oh my god, you're how cool Why is that to wear a uniform? I wear, I've worn them. <laughs> like, I don't... Danielle might not share my appreciation for chic workwear, but it was important she and I were on the same page about our mission in Mexico. Because yes, we were going to learn about the secrets of mass wrestling, eat great food, and get private dance lessons, but we also had a very specific objective. She was really adamant that we have to have a dinner party this trip. I mean, that's on you. It's just not realistic for a travel show. I think it's, if we were here for a week, sure. For two days. I mean, like, honestly, I feel like the beginning of the show, I did think it was a good idea. But as you pointed out to me in other places, like, we do get good conversations with people while we're meeting them. Yeah. And so it does seem a little superfluous maybe to go to their home. But I don't know, that's the show they bought. <laughs> <laughs> in a moment, the light shifts in the back of our Uber. Wow. Our dense surroundings, cars, peddlers, pedestrians, give way to sky and space. Yeah. It is legitimately the biggest flag I've ever seen in my life, Mexican flag. We've entered the Zocalo, one of the largest city squares in the world. Casually dressed in a Bart Simpson t-shirt, Professor Pavel Maldonado fits right in with the other locals just doing their thing in the Zocalo's vast, shadeless expanse. You know, guys, we're here at the Zocalo, the centric area. The, this plaza is supposed to hold 100,000 people. If you want to be, you know, heard, noticed, seen, whatever, this is the place where you should come. Even for Mexicans that are not from Mexico City, uh, the idea of coming to Zocalo is like, wow, you know, like the big deal, you know? You may think that it's kind of touristy, like to get a picture, a selfie, you know, with a, with a flag, but actually, I would say that probably nine out of ten Mexicans, you know, have this picture as a Facebook profile, you know, at least once in their lives. What is it like to live in the middle of all these well, millions and millions of people? It's the city where everything can happen, you know? It's funny, uh, Salvador Dali came here once, only once in, uh, in his life, and he was like, um, I don't know, like kind of jealous because he was like, you know, this city is like so, so surreal, you know, even more than my art. <laughs> you guys know, by the way, what, what's the, um, the definition of the word Mexico? You guys know it? Yeah. No? Well, the word Chico, like from Mexico, means center. So the word Mexico means the belly bottom of the universe, the center of the universe. What's going on there? Well, you know, this plaza is like so popular, you know, people will, um, you know, uh, have here or set some protests or some meetings and like, you know, people trying to uh, get some more rights, you know. In general, get some, yeah, get some I mean, rights. <laughs> but also like the place where you have all these massive concerts, yeah. free concerts. Yeah. I also think it's, it's kind of interesting, um, Pavel, that there's such a rich history of um, heavy metal music Ooh, here. Yeah. I want to tell you something. Who are your bands? Who are your bands? Guns and Roses and the, yes. uh, you know, Kiss like, or Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. All these like heavy metal bands were like, like you know, this white guy with his long hair, you know. Yep. Here in Mexico, we carry this idea, this stigma, like that brown skinned people are not attractive. So, really? yes. Uh, when the Spanish came here, of course, the idea of being indigenous, uh, you know, to be brown skinned was like, you know, that's not cool, you know. But Slash was like, man, this guy's brown skin. I he love has... that Slash was the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're literally, I mean, so we're literally on top of an Aztec ruin, right? That's right. You can see it actually. What does it feel like to live in a city where the past is underneath you and the future is rapidly being built around you? Um, many people, they will say like, oh, you know, people here, we have no uh, memory. I think that's why we're not so aware of who we are. And if you're not aware of that, you're, you're not aware of who you can be. We hear drums and follow their sound to a far corner of the Zocalo. We find a roped-off area of dark stones and partial stairs, remnants of a temple built in the 14th century for worshipping the god of rain and the god of war. Nearby, a group of men and women dressed in Aztec clothing with painted faces, feathers, and skull masks bang on drums and dance. This place was so important for... Uh, the Aztec civilization, it was the place where you can get in, uh, in contact to the, you know, the gods, the goddess, you know, pay tribute. Are, do you, are these people actual Aztecs? No. Uh, they yeah, are. They went to NYU. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these people are, you know, they are really like shamans or, you know, like educated people, you know, in these fields. Yeah, they're such yeah, but, students um, of the culture. This place is so important and so popular, not only among visitors, but also among locals. Because it's the place where you get the limpias, you know? What is As that? You have Olympia, you know, to clean, like, oh, negative damn. vibes that you yeah. receive from the other, from your enemies. Olympia is an Aztec healing ritual meant to cleanse the spirit. It involves being immersed in a percussive sound bath, rubbed with fresh herbs, and a fog of incense. That's also a good preparation for chicken. You're heartbroken, you know, you're jobless. Well, come here and get Olympia, man. Maybe I need to get one. Yeah, you know? I, I think I need some bad vibe removal. How yeah. do we do it? Pavel approaches the shaman and lets him know I'm in the market for Olympia. You're leaving everything behind, you know? This is the new Brenzen, you know? Yes. I'm wishing for this show to succeed because I want this to be my new future. And then also, I'm wishing for a dinner party to happen by the end of this weekend. Uh, great. <laughs> Close your eyes, please. The sound of the shell is, is going to make the, the spirits, these bad vibes, these bad souls escape from Brendan's body. What? These rituals before and after the combats, it's a way that you can be protected. This is a new beginning for Brendan, you know, and it's a new beginning for all of us right now. I emerge, ears ringing, smelling a bit like a hippie dorm room, and invigorated. You're new. You're a new person now. That was smoky, but interesting. I smelled a lot of scents. He made me close my eyes. I felt ready to roll. Not wanting the effect to wear off, I decided to put some of my newly cleansed vibes to work. Um, part of the thing we're doing is we're trying to get invited to someone's house for dinner. The idea of thinking that getting in someone's home will really understand the culture. So I wonder, could Daniel and I maybe induce a dinner party, you can invite your friends over. Yeah. And I would really like to have you on my place, but uh... I get it, it's a big ask. Well, how about this? I, I have faith that I'm gonna find someone who'll be game. If I do, would you maybe be willing to join us? Yeah, you know, you can count on me with a mezcal, man. Oh, nice, yeah. okay. I could do with a shot of mezcal to wash down Pavel's rejection. For here, in the belly button of Mexico, a huge space dedicated to social gatherings, You'd think people would jump at the idea of hosting a dinner party. But, alas, it seems like good vibes alone aren't enough. 
We need to up our game. So that's what we do. All right, so our next stop is dance lessons. Wait, you're you're having dance lessons? And Wait, I'm going to hang out? We are, we are going to have dance lessons, hopefully, because we are in a city where apparently everyone dances all the time, all ages, old, young, uh, for formal occasions and informal occasions. I'm so excited to watch you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't dance because I cannot dance. I have no moves. I've got great rhythm. I don't enjoy... I don't know how to say it, but like... I'm at odds with my body. Mm. And I don't want to do anything that I know will make me look and feel foolish. Mm. Dancing is for like beautiful people who like to be seen, and I don't like that. Mm, I'm an old person with a sore back, and I like dancing. It's also a way to get lost. Yeah, you're skinny. Let's let's think of it as a window into the culture, and we'll see. We'll take it from there. We'll go inside. Yeah. We'll meet Rosa. We'll check. I'm it out. definitely gonna go meet and check it out and and okay. watch. Great. <laughs> Thank you, gracias, gracias, senor. Yes, yes. Hasta luego. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Let me take an Advil just in case I, I feel the spirit hit me. Yes. I should also take my antidepressants in case I feel the spirit hit me. <laughs> As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hola, Rosa. Rosa. Sí. 
I'm Brendan. Hi, Rosalel Carmen. Hi, Daniel. Part of the reason we wanted to come here, or I wanted to come here, is because it seems like dancing is a very big part of the culture here. Yeah, it is. Usually, like, people come here to Mexico City, I don't know, like, to know the city or the, the museums or the historic part, but not that, like, social aspect of, of life. Like, in Mexico City, what are the most kind of common dances of this form? It would be salsa, of course. Danzón, I think it's one of the... We're gonna learn how to do danzón. Here in Mexico, you've seen... Maybe you've seen it since you were a kid. Mm. So maybe even if you don't dance well, mm. you kind of know how to do it. Right, you've like, seen it before, yeah, you know how it feels. Your body moves more like uh, in a natural, organic way. Americans... It's really funny because they look really American, so <laughs> it's really mean? easy to see that you're not, like, made to dance. <laughs> <laughs> right, now you're on her side. Hold on a second. But you, but you, it's I actually, think, it's funny. I think I know what you're saying. Like, Americans are just a little, whatever, stiffer. We, I would say troncos. Yeah. Like, what, uh, what does that mean? Like, uh, you see that part of the tree? The trunk. The, the oh, trunk. we're like trunks. Troncos. <laughs> So you just move like a like a trunk, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> you just walked like Frankenstein, like with a back problem. Not to put you on the spot here, but <clears throat> what did you think about me when you saw me coming in? I I thought, okay, Brendan, he's American. Oh. oh my God! Oh my God! You're right, and yet somehow I'm offended. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I do walk no, like I came off a horse. You can be as great as you want, like, because you're, you can have fun and you can learn. Mm. And that's what this is all about, like mm. having fun, no? So, Are you hearing that, Daniel? I'm resistant to dance. I didn't tell her we were coming until we were on our way. Oh, really? And then she said... I you already knew. <laughs> and then she said that I will watch you dance because oh, I'm not going to okay. dance, but I feel like... Danielle will be an excellent dancer. Yeah, I think you, you're going to be great. I'm too tall, I'm too big, I don't think no, I'll be good. No, but that's only like stereotypes. This is not ballet, we're not in Russia. You just have one right foot and one left foot. You just have to like know how to use them. So I think everybody can have that kind of like redemption. All right, well, let's do it. Let's give ourselves some space okay. just in case. Just get back no, no, no. Out. You need to be a little bit closer oh, than that. No. <laughs> I know you hate these, but okay. At so. this point, Danielle and I are standing nose to nose. We look like wax figures on a wedding cake, one arm around each other's back and the other stretched out in a right angle, poised to dance. So the basic step of dance on, it's a box, okay? Danielle, you're gonna start with your right foot backwards, one, Two, three, four. Okay, so they are turning right now. They are doing it pretty much well. I would say they're dancing dance on for almost five years. Danielle, she seems like um, like this gorgeous European girl with a ballroom tenderness <laughs> in her body. And... Uh, Brendan postures, he really, really needs to have more confidence while leading. They seem they're having fun. 
are you sure you've never done this? You're a good like, teacher. We're ringers. Okay, we're okay. Ringers. Who said in the car that you were going to get good at this and I wasn't? No, it's so cool. Like, see? You can do this. Well, this has been amazing, and I believe you when you say it's social therapy. Um, one of my forms of social therapy is, is entertaining at home. And so I'm wondering, oh, yeah. um, are you interested in dinner parties? Yeah, I love dinner parties. So, could, like, could Danielle and I, and if we found some other people, like, come to your place, like, tomorrow, and we could prepare dinner? A lot of people here in Mexico say, mi casa, tu casa. Yeah. Okay, well, but mi casa, it's only mi casa, okay? So... Oh my God. I can't believe mi casa, su casa is not a real thing. <laughs> and I can't believe you're laughing. You know I need to have a dinner party. That was hilarious though, because I told you that would happen. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you overcame your angst about it. But honestly, like it's Friday night and we have zero traction on the dinner party front. I'm a little concerned. Well, let's say we don't get a dinner party tomorrow. What should we, what should we do? I mean, Are they gonna cancel the show? I'm gonna owe them all the money for all the shows. And then it's like, oh, two people just went on vacation and recorded a bunch of junk. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, have you ever seen that show? Like, what's the log line on that show? Back at our lodgings for a much needed siesta, I think back on something Rosa told me. You need to lead with more confidence. If I really wanna get people's troncos around a table for a dinner party, I'm gonna need to assert myself. Fortunately for me, our next stop is a masterclass in power and grit. This is definitely the most hectic street life I've encountered since I've been here. Friday night. Friday night fights. All right, so we're approaching the thing. So we're, we're in Roma, and once we get on the other side of this drag, we'll be in Doctores. And Doctores is the home of Arena de Mexico, where we're going to watch Lucha. We're on our way to Lucha Libre with Asa Merritt an American journalist who lives in Mexico City and spent a year working on a documentary about its infamous masked wrestlers. What does Lucha Libre mean, literally, translated? So, Lucha Libre means free fighting. So, I mean, there's so much to be said about to what extent it's scripted. It's not scripted. But in its early days, much of Lucha Libre wasn't as scripted, as narrative-based as, as it is today. And so, that's why it was called free fighting. And so, what's up with the masks? Like that, to me, when I think of Lucha Libre, that's the thing that pops in my mind. Okay, so the masks are key to each of the wrestlers' identities. All right, so in the old tradition of Lucha Libre, in, in the golden era, was these luchadors who went their whole life without revealing their identity. So they would even wear their mask in public, they would wear their mask on the plane, and the security, they had passports, they had their mask on, and, and no one really knew. And, and uh, El Santo, the most famous luchador of all time, he had like a closet in his house, and his children thought he was a, a traveling businessman until he was like, they were like eight, and he finally spilled the beans. So the mask traditionally is this symbol, um, and it's a way for the wrestlers to keep their anonymity, but it's also integral to the storytelling of Lucha Libre. So Lucha Libre is all about good and evil. You have the rudos, kind of like rude, if you think of it that way, the bad guys, and then the technicos, like technical, and the technicos are the good guys. And so essentially what you're seeing in a Lucha Libre match is a very sort of mythic, archetypal, iconic battle between like, the very good and the, and the very evil. I think the theater element is really important to understand that there's a certain catharsis that's happening for um, some audience members that's really different than the thrills of watching 
game seven of the NBA playoff. Do you have any theories in your studies of this, like why these masked characters resonate so powerfully with people in Mexico and in Mexico City specifically? Of the dozens of wrestlers and Lucha Libre filmmakers and everyone I spoke to, like the, there's one anecdote that I will never forget. And it's this woman who described to me how she likened Lucha Libre and the masks to Dia de los Muertos. And so Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, is this annual holiday here in Mexico where families get together and remember those who have passed away. So she was explaining that to me and she said, hey, listen, like Day of the Dead, it's, it's not just like we're getting around thinking about our relatives. We really believe that they are there with us in the room. It's the same with Lucha Libre, like we believe. And she described Mexico as this nation with, with imagination. And there were, there were hints of that from so many of the people I talked to, that the mask was this incredible tool for someone's imagination. We merge into a mass of humans squeezing their way into the arena and finally surface among thousands of fans surrounding an illuminated wrestling ring. The air smells of booze and fried food. The energy is crackling. All eyes are focused on the center of the ring, where two topless masked men repeatedly crash into each other. So what you got going on right now is, is this is like you got the same thing in the WWE where you got like tag team type situation. So the guy with the gold mask just stepped out and his partner, which I think is the dude with the blue bandana around his head, went in and he is getting double teamed unsurprisingly by the, the poor sported Rudos. I mean, he's about to get really hurt. He's about to get really hurt. Double drop kick. But here comes the gold guy. Gold mask is back. Oh, that sounded like a hurt. Oh! I hate it, but I want the gold mask guy to win. That's because since we've been here, he's been getting hurt the most, so I kind of want him to overcome that. You said earlier that you have a problem with the word expat. You think of expats and you kind of think of like people living around the world and they're kind of like rich neighborhoods going to their American schools. If you come to Mexico to live in Mexico and are earning in a currency, either in the United States or in Western Europe, um, the quality of life available to you is like an entire social class higher. I mean, something also comes to mind, how many... Mexicans are called expats in the news in America. They're called immigrants, and, it, and there's a threat. They're like invading us, or they're immigrants, but there's never like, oh, there's a big expat community in Brooklyn, or there's a big expat community in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I prioritize being of this place, not of somewhere else who happens to be here. Well, do body slam. I mean, look, they're made to be as dramatic as possible, right? So they're always really dramatic. Lucha Libre, a made-up social occasion that inspires camaraderie and provides an outlet for emotions and the imagination. Kind of like my idea of a good dinner party. Except at dinner parties, the stakes are nothing less than body slamming our collective ennui till it begs the ref for mercy. I ask Asa if he's ready to enter the arena with me. Sorry, man, I just had a kid. No way. Really? Yeah, seven days ago. Right, okay. Well, thanks for taking us on this tour. This wasn't good. 
We had only one more day left in Mexico City, and still, no plans for a grande dinner fiesta. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. During my flight down here, I read a book about screenplays. Apparently, in every movie, from Harry Potter to Parasite, there comes an all-is-lost moment. This is the part of the story where our hero has no hope. His dreams have shattered, and his chance of success is practically zero. Asa, shutting us down for a dinner party? Wasn't that moment. No, our all-is-lost moment would come the next morning when Danielle wakes up with a crippling stomach ailment. Yes, that stomach ailment. The stomach ailment not uncommon to tourists in Mexico. This, this is the moment all is lost. After loud sobbing in the shower like an out-of-tune mariachi band, I get dressed and drag myself over to what was supposed to be our final meetup before our triumphant dinner party. Omar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Brendan. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for meeting us. No, no, pleasure. Tell me what our plan is. Omar Rodriguez-Graham is a successful local painter with very cool glasses frames. I thought it'd be good to meet up here because 
this is like the, the iconic spot to see murals in Mexico. You know, right. it's Bellas Artes, which has murals by Diego Rivera, Siqueiros, Orozco, Ca uh, González Camarena, uh, and a couple other guys. You know, it's and, a pretty beautiful building already. It's yeah, a showstopper, yeah. and we haven't even looked at a mural yet. Well, let's go take a look. We pause in front of a huge abstract mural the size of a billboard. There's magenta, teal, yeah. purple, lavender, gray, You're red. Good with color. <laughs> I thought you were only a sound guy. <laughs> so yeah, we're in like this big four-story hall with a lot of like Art Deco uh, motifs that have been Mexicanized. So it's like Art Deco meets Aztec. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. I grew up here. I was born in Mexico. My father was a painter, but he also um, did a set design. Mm. So when I was a child, I'd come to Bellas Artes to see the operas he did or to see other plays that he worked oh, on. Right. And so, like, there was always, like, a very special place in my heart for the murals. And I, I do think it's, it's something very particular to Mexican art. If I remember the history correctly, the first mural was done by Diego Rivera. So is this a Rivera right so here? this is Rivera. And it basically shows like the power of man, of science, of technology. The mural we're looking at is called Man, Controller of the Universe. In the center is a worker wearing overalls and holding a lever. Crowding him on all sides are people, soldiers, workers, and scenes, a laboratory, a battlefield, all meant to depict the modern condition. It's clearly political. In one corner, kids of different races hold hands, while on the other, a group of oblivious rich people sip cocktails. The mural seems to be saying, now that man can control the universe through technology, what is he going to do with it? A lot of the murals in this building really have a lot of social criticism. They really are trying to portray the fight of the common man, the upheavals of society, nationalism, globalization, war. And in a way, it's also very relevant today. You know, I mean, social criticism in art in the commercial sphere is really complicated because... Like, I know a lot of artists that they're like, no, let's fight for the common man, like, very socialist ideas, anti-capitalist artworks. But then they're, like, selling their works for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know? Like, where's that money going? Listening to Omar, I thought about how traveling the world via dinner party wasn't exactly curing cancer or moving the needle politically. And after taking in more murals, some depicting the horrors of colonization, others documenting social decay, I share some of my misgivings with Omar. Well, it's, it's, I think that's something that is always, like, hanging on my shoulders as well, you know? It's tricky because, you know, like, our privilege, like, for me to be making paintings or for you to just be traveling around recording a podcast is really due to the fact that we're kind of working on the shoulders of, like, masses of humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a problem to deal with. I don't know how to respond to <laughs> yeah. it. You know? There is inequality and I think we, the first step is to acknowledge it, you know, to, to understand that your privilege comes from someone else's suffering in the end, you know. But that doesn't mean that you should waste your opportunities. You know, it's rather how do you take advantage of them responsibly and how do you give back however you can, yeah. you know. This was good food for thought. Just the type of conversation I'd hoped to achieve if I'd successfully pulled off a dinner party. In fact, Omar was exactly the sort of guest I'd want there. And come to think of it, he was also exactly the sort of person I'd want to host it. What's your budget? <laughs> 
I mean, I think I think I would I can, I can make it work. The company specifically told me like had to have a dinner party, so it's budgeted for it. But yeah, no, no, I could pay for the food and like. But could you absorb us? Yes, like, yes, yes. Why don't we do like a potluck type of thing? Okay, All like right. everybody pitching a little bit. I need to call in a backup. With a possible potluck pending and a co-host unable to leave sight of a latrine, it was time I led with confidence. I put a call in to a friend of a friend, a food and wine writer, and I told him I needed dinner party fixings for a group that evening, and I'd do whatever it took. I'm uh, Nils Bernstein. I split my time between Mexico City and New York. He told me to meet him at Mercado de Medellin one hour. Okay, here we are. This is my favorite carnita stand, and it's looking good. Hola, ¿qué tal? Le pido un kilo. There's a piggy bank here. Oh, is there? Dark humor, right here. Oh, there we go, yeah. You need limes and salsas just to, you, you gotta, you know, you rig everything to taste. Brain quesadillas. Whoa, I've never eaten a brain. Brain, eye, uterus, not my favorite. Ear, I like a lot. There's these uh, spicy pickled onions, mm -hmm. which I think we might just make our own. Okay, okay. Uh, some habaneros here, which we can use for the marinated onions. Yeah, they're like little jewels. Deathly spicy jewels. I know. My Irish stomach is quaking. You want to get some ant larva? Is that what you're saying? That? No, we can do it. Okay, so let's go get some salad fixings. Okay, we've got some here. We're looking at some star fruit, some pomegranates, various plums and cherries, a lot of different citrus. All right, thank you. Mercado, what is it again? Mercado Medellin. Gracias, adios, Mercado Medellin. And then, showtime. This is Brendan. Hola. Along with Omar, his wife Morgan, and their dog Gnocchi, a local friend and a roommate joined us, as well as Omar's downstairs neighbor, who brought his guitar and a bottle of mezcal. Hola. Hola. Look, these guys. They're excited you're here. Oh, this way. Soon, dinner was served. Right, so what's, up? what's for dinner? So, carnitas that Nils brought. What else do we have for dinner? This is the uh, salad of lagas and nopal and uh, cherry tomato. We talked about the city. This is a friendly city are happening, everybody can feel that you are in home. We talked politics. The party in power now was trying to cut financing for political parties. And I was happy and relieved. Not only because I could return to New York and let my bosses know I'd pulled off an actual dinner party dinner party, but because I was reminded that my penchant to break bread with strangers wasn't frivolous after all. Dinner parties are recess for grown-ups a rare space where people can gather and not be under the watchful eye of a boss, a needy child, or an impatient waiter. They are gatherings that are intimate and have the power to transcend cultural barriers. They are places where we get to play, entertain, argue, and feed ourselves, not just our bodies, but our souls, newly cleansed or not. And dinner parties are a lot harder to manifest than you'd think, even at home. So when we are able to make them happen, we should relish it. Welcome to all of our expats, immigrants. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Salud. All of us. I was sad Dee wasn't with us. Can't you just picture her showing off her Danzon moves in the corner? But I still feel triumphant. Like a masked Luca Libre wrestler. Topless in gold shorts, waving my clasped arms over one shoulder and then the other. Like a champion. The lead producer on this episode of Not Lost was the unflappable Tali Abacasas. 
The show was also produced and written by me, Brandon Francis Newnham. Our associate producer was Jackson Musker. Our story editor for this episode was Mira Burtwin-Tonic. The show was mixed by Hannes Brown. And a big thanks to my friend and this episode's travel partner, Daniel Henderson. Not Lost is a co-production of Pushkin Industries, Topic Studios, and iHeartMedia. It was developed at Topic Studios. The show's executive producers are me, Christy Gressman, Maria Zuckerman, Lisa Langang, and Latal Malad. Production assistance on this episode also came from Jacob Smith, Amy Gaines, and Julia Barton at Pushkin. Our theme song was created by Alexis Georgopoulos, Rhymes with Metropolis. And muchas gracias to Professor Pavel Maldonado, Rosa Maracarmen, Asa Merritt, the great Nils Bernstein, and I am forever indebted to Omar Rodriguez-Graham, his wife Morgan, and their dog Gnocchi for their hospitality. If you want to see some pictures of where we went or learn more about our guests, you can head to notlostshow.com. And if you could just take a moment right now, you're not traveling, or maybe you are. If you just head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, oh man, you are going to feel so great, and we will too. It's an easy win-win. You can learn more about Topic Studios at topicstudios.com. And to find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brendan Francis Newnham. Until next time, bon voyage. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.